The Cat and Cloud Coffee Podcast is sponsored by Steeped Coffee. Steeped Coffee is a new brewing method that combines specialty craft coffee into a single serving bag. You don't need a machine. You don't have to make a mess. All you have to do is add hot water wherever you go. Each steep pack is individually sealed. It's nitrogen flush, so it stays fresh. And it's got this special full immersion filter. And the filter is ultrasonic sealed, which means it's sealed together with no glue or no staples. So there's no weird stuff floating around in your coffee. Steeped is a benefit B Corp. They ethically source all their coffee. Their packaging is fully compostable. And they believe that business should be done without compromise. You can get your hands on steeped coffee packs at steepedcoffee.com. That's S-T-E-E-P-E-D, coffee.com. Asking your local retail stores to start carrying Steeped or having your favorite roastery reach out and kind of get in touch. If you're in Santa Cruz, come on by any of the Cat and Cloud locations. We have it there for you. Basically, they're just doing their best to change the coffee industry, make your life more convenient with their pre-portioned, pre-ground innovation. So tell all your friends. Put a link to their website down below in the description. We'll also put a link to High Top's website and High Top's Instagram. And with that, let's kick it over to Alex and the crew at High Top in Fresno, California for some specialty coffee. Coffee magic. Everybody likes the volume. Checking the mic. Seven and a half the volume. Seven and a half's a good go-to volume. You can park there. It's okay. You don't even need a placard. You don't need a placard. You don't need a placard. Mark Gessler doesn't need a placard. It's raining chaff. It's like in Magic Mike when it's raining men, but it's raining chaff. It's actually chaff. Why is this microphone stand stupid? Ah, that's a good idea. You can bring it up because you're a taller person. Yeah, I don't want to. I don't want to hunch the whole time. You know. No, dude, the juice is loose. Making that poutine. Poutine. Cat and Cloud podcast. You're on it. Howdy. Special live edition. Live meaning we're at the cafe. Outside on the table. It's always live when it happens. It's always live at the time that it's live. <laughs> and then after it's not live, it's... What do they call it when it's not live? Pre-recorded? <sighs> yeah, yeah, pre-recorded. It's in post. Welcome to Cat and Cloud, the world's best pre-recorded podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds so enticing. You're listening to... <laughs> Welcome to Cat and Cloud, the world's best microwave podcast. <laughs> you need a podcast on the fly? Just take out the Cat and Cloud, pop it into the microwave for 15 seconds... Boom. Boom. Done. Give it a little stir. No big deal. Don't burn your mouth. Don't burn your mouth. It's going to be good. Or your ears. Chris Baca here. Alex Mars over there. What up? Some of you may be asking, where's Jared? Well, I'll <sighs> tell you where he is. Right now, he's in Seattle with Sam. Man. They're at La Marzocco taking the tech class. Man. That, yeah. That sounds awesome. It sounds super awesome. What, Te- what's the deal? What's the deal is we have... Even though we only have two cafes, we have four espresso machines. True. So we need to be able to service them. And it's just going to make sense going forward if we can service them ourselves. Yep. And I think it's it's great. Sam's really interested in tech stuff. So we spent a little bit of time a couple months ago now taking grinders apart and doing burr changes. And yep. now I'm pretty sure he's officially in charge of ordering new burrs, calibrating grinders, doing that whole thing. That's awesome. I can totally see that working for him. That's like his his kind of brain. He's really interested, yeah. In uh, you know, it's hard to pin him down. He likes to learn about a lot of different stuff. Yeah, he's got a really open mind. He asks weird questions, and <laughs> it's pretty cool. Yeah, he always asks me really weird questions. Yeah, like, what do you think about this? But like, I'm just like, what? I, like, I don't know. They're so fucked up and open ended, <laughs> but it, like, he likes them that way. Yeah, there's not like really one. 
good answer, and then you'll give him an answer, and then he'll go, interesting. Yeah. <laughs> he almost like puts you in the hot seat a little bit. <laughs> he definitely puts you in the like hot seat. Like you're supposed to have some like brilliant answer. Like, sorry, I haven't been thinking about this all day, <laughs> but now you're asking me to just evaluate my life <laughs> in five seconds, and I don't know what to tell you. It's pretty wild. So it, is this just like a crash course? I think it's over a couple days or maybe one full day. Mm. But So I went to one of these things a long time ago. When I worked at Ritual, we went to the tech class. And I know they've improved it since then. But at the time, it was probably even more simple because they didn't have, like, the... They didn't have as many machines. Yeah. So the newest machine was like the FB80. So we were taking apart basically GB5s and Linea's. And we did all the basic stuff. And we did Steam on rebuilds. And we did, you know, we're taking apart group caps and cool. all the stuff. But now they've got Strata. They've got different technology with scales and drip trays. So right. I don't even know. We'll have to get a recap from yeah. them. Yeah. That seems like a new layer of complexity that's like, you know, you got to like really understand what's going on to like fix something like that i yeah because even though the best thing about lumberzoco machines is that they generally just work and that's mm. like one of the things that i love about the brand everything that has mechanical parts needs servicing and if you ignore it it's gonna break yeah <laughs> just like a car just like whatever Shit is going to gotta break. Gotta get your oil changed. You gotta get your oil changed. You gotta <laughs> do the PMs. That's preventative maintenance. Yep. In espresso machines, like nobody does anything to them, and then they go down, and it's a catastrophe. Mm. It's just like going to the doctor for a checkup and getting ahead of your health before you need it. Yeah. <laughs> Not waiting till you're just dying. You're I'm dying. <laughs> I guess I should have done something different. Oh man. Yep. Shout out to everybody that's dying. <laughs> Jk. We're all kind of dying. We're all kind of dying. Another shout-out I have, <laughs> moving right on from just these light topics. I've got this note here from Riley McPherson. Riley, you sent me a note in the mail with a picture, and, man, thanks so much. You really made my day. And I, I met Riley at the tail end of Charles's lecture at SCA, and we talked for a second, and I drew a little picture but whenever mail like this comes through, it just, you can't underestimate the impact you can have just by sending someone, you know, a, a letter. Yeah. It's amazing. It's pretty insane. I, I haven't gotten mail like that before in my life, really. But uh, Not even from your mom? Not even from my mom, no. She's like, whatever. Mom. <laughs> <laughs> Either you come see me or we don't talk. There's nothing no, going on with us anymore. The coolest thing about that, though, is the um, stamp. He's got his own little return the address re return stamp. Return address. And the stamp does say Love Forever USA. Wow. That's great. It's a forever stamp. That means it's always good. Dang. For those of you in a foreign country, it's a... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> does the word foreign sound so weird? Foreign. Are you a, are you a foreigner? Oh, shit. It <laughs> sounds weird, right? <laughs> it doesn't sound politically correct. Yeah, for real. At all. Not at all. Maybe it's not. Maybe it's not. So thanks for that, Riley. Appreciate that. What was that? Uh, what was what was his deal when you met him? He's just a he's just generally. I mean, he's a coffee coffee person, but he was just really a fan of the stuff that we're doing, you know. So he watches the videos and he listens to the podcast, and he just had nothing but kind words and said that we really inspired him to know that he can do the things that he wants to do, yeah, and that it doesn't have to be just a dream. 
it can be a reality and totally. you can make moves towards that. And it was just kind of empowering. So I, yeah, it's pretty nuts. That's sick. Yeah. It's freaking out of control. It's crazy even, to hear that kind of stuff. I it, always trip over it. I trip super hard. <laughs> I trip super hard. Also on the double, I got to send some mail too. Oh, nice. We talked about this in our meeting to Emily. Emily, you work at the Marriott. Oh yeah. You work at the Marriott in Monterey, and you're <laughs> a motherfucking badass. <laughs> Emily checked us into the hotel, and we had these gift cards, which are obnoxious. We had three like little gift cards, and we were paying with these gift cards, and it's like, hey, we have these gift cards. It's stupid. And she was training someone who it seemed like it was their first day or first week or whatever, and the way she explained how to ring up the gift cards and the way she explained how to make sure that the person she was training went to the right place in the register and marked all the right boxes while still taking care of us as customers. I, my mind was fucking melted. Uh, yeah, that's pretty insane. That's a lot of multitasking. It was a lot of multitasking, and she did it with the biggest smile. And it, I don't know. It's really hard to describe the situation without being in the situation. But it's definitely one of the best customer experiences that I've ever had. Yeah. Like, ever. Damn. And then I left, and she was kind of busy. And then I felt bad immediately because I was like, oh, I was going to say something. And Jenny's like, you should go tell her. It was <laughs> awesome. And then I went back in, and then the line was just thick. And she was talking with some dude. And so, Emily, I might send you some coffee. Yeah. Just a gift from the cat and cloud to you. That's awesome. For living the cat and cloud lifestyle. Yeah. <laughs> Even though you don't know it. Yeah, I feel like that's like... Like, obviously, she has the mastery to, like, do her job and, like, she knows, like, what to do. And then she's just, like, a great teacher on top of that and, like, knows how to, like, communicate to other people how to do that same thing. And then she's taking care of people at the same time at a high level. Like, that reminds me of when, like, Jared Truby is on bar here. And yeah. you just walk in and he's, like, talking to you already. And you're, like, what the f You're making a bunch of drinks right now. What are you doing, bro? He's all, this is me. Doing it all at once. It, me. <laughs> yeah, it's a rare, it was just a rare thing to witness. I think the thing that was so rare about it for me was that I get good customer service a decent amount, but the teaching component is just gnarly. Yeah. Like when people are really good communicators and really good educators, and That's I was cool. just, my mind was like, Can't, I just want to hire you yeah. for something. <laughs> I don't know, for anything. Like, now hiring. Now Emily. hiring. For and now hiring Emily <laughs> from the Marriott. Apply within. So yeah, we'll send a letter to your boss and see what's happening. <laughs> try to get we're trying to get you a raise. Are you taking care of her right? Are you you better treat Emily right? <laughs> she deserves it, man. Don't want to show up with a shotgun. I don't, don't make me come down to the Marriott again because I don't want to come back necessarily. Nice. It was fine. It was totally fine. So I sidebarred you for a podcast today. Oh, yeah. Because I was just, whoa. I'm always always down. Yeah, there's a string of things that went on, and I was just like, ah, I don't know, podcast. You need yeah. to make one. Got to post. Got to make, make it. Make one right now. Make <laughs> it happen. And I thought about things that would be interesting to talk about. Yeah. And something that intrigues me about you is your foray into these intensive project cycles. Oh, yeah. That you've been doing. Yep. Woo! So... Backstory. Ooh. Can I set the stage? Set the stage. Setting the stage. We started using Basecamp as a company. It's been a really cool piece of kit. So is it software or do they call yeah. it an app? Or it's like a web app. It's a web app, web I guess. App, if you want to be fancy. Yeah. <laughs> I did a little video about it on my 
YouTube channel, but it's been really good. Every like overall throughout the whole company, it's everyone's had a really good response to it. Yep. So Basecamp is a company that's part of the 37 Signals. That's like their parent company. Right. Of which I read one of their books called Rework, which is kind of like a new take on business. It's not new anymore, but it's a pretty, <laughs> it's a pretty rad, rad book. But one of the things that they do, which you got keyed in on, is when they're moving their apps forward, they use a six-week project cycle. Yeah to kind of focus on one or two things and you're like, Oh, that sounds nice. That sounds interesting. Why? What was, how did you find out about that? And like, what was intriguing about oh, that man. to you at first? How I found out about it was to start when you gave me and Mackenzie that assignment for each of us to like, think about like the future direction for our respective departments, education and wholesale. And like, you know, set, set some like goals for the remainder of the year and then, you know, come up with like ways to communicate that to staff and communicate that to our teams and all that stuff. So, uh, when you gave that assignment, I was like just doing some like research, just like reading on the internet, like how do other people like set goals? Like, I don't even freaking know. I'm almost 30 years old. How do I even set a goal? <laughs> I don't know. I've always been like, I've always like been good at like achieving things, but like, never felt as good about like the goals that I was setting and like sticking to them. So yeah, I was just doing research and I was like, all right, how do you like do a project? How do you like set a goal? And I uh, just came across that blog post that was on the 37 signals blog and um, started reading about it, the six week project cycle and just like thinking about it more and more. And I was just like, man, this is like kind of a nice thing because it's like, it's very like time oriented. It's like six weeks and then you like establish your scope and it's like, it's like very like sort of like wrapped up in a nice little box. Um, and I, I liked that aspect of it. So I liked the idea of it right when you were saying something about it, cause I hadn't really heard about it explicitly like that, but the list of things that we have to do is just, it's really never ending. Yeah. And it's hard to get stuff done when you have this list that's just, you're staring at it and there's a thousand things on it. And being able to identify, okay, what are my top three, top two, and then go for it. Yeah. It really helps you avoid that paralysis by analysis kind of thing. Because that's what always hits me is I will, if I'm not like working on something bigger, that's like, all right, no, I'm working on this. Then I'll just, I'll make endless to do, like I'll just make a to-do list to make a to-do list, like just go crazy with it and feel like I'm never really making progress on those things and like you know things will drop off the list because I'll just be like well I guess they're not priorities right now but how does the project cycle work yeah in a nutshell if someone else is going to get into it totally so the way Basecamp does it and the way that I've been doing it so far is you give yourself six weeks and before that six week cycle starts you think of an idea of a project that you want to do so Maybe it's um, like building, like I'll give you a practical example. So maybe it's like building a part of our webpage that is like our wholesale partners. And it has like, you know, a grid of like all the partners and then like, you know, detail pages on each one that has like a story and a podcast and a bio, whatever. Um, so you take a project like that, you think about like, what do you want at the end of the project? Like, what is your deliverable or what are your deliverables? And then, yeah, you basically just like break it down into 
um, you know, actionable steps before the project even starts. So you're thinking about like, okay, so I want to like record three podcasts with partners. I want to write the copy. I want to take pictures or get pictures sent to me. Um, and pretty much like along the way you, you know, like sort of like at the end of every week you can be like, okay, what have I accomplished this week? What do I have left to accomplish for the rest of the project? Do I need to like limit my scope? Um, and then as you go, you just get closer and closer, knock things off your list. And the six weeks, the way they do it is it's a hard deadline. So like six weeks is when it ends. And your goal is to have a workable version of the thing that you set out to do by the end. Um, if you need to like reduce the scope to make that six week deadline, then, you know, do that within, within like reason, as long as there's still something deliverable. So to piggyback on your example, if I'm hearing you right, what you created and what currently exists on our website right now is when you go to wholesale, click our partners, it takes you to this page that's got this little grid with pictures of everybody. You click on each individual wholesale partner and it opens up a new page and there's a video there. If we have a video forum, there's a podcast there. Yeah. There's some copy links to their social and all that stuff. Let's say that's the dream scope. Yep. So if in the six week project cycle, you realize that, oh shit, I'm not <laughs> going to get it done. Instead of being like, all right, I'm going to add a couple more weeks onto the end of this. You would adjust the scope and be like, all right, I won't get all the individual pages built but maybe I'll get the grid built with the pictures and have that splash page of our partners there. And that's yeah. what I'm going to deliver at the end of six weeks. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. And like it, I, I have mixed feelings about that. Cause like, I, you know, it's like, is that a finished product question mark? But I think the important, the point of it, like the sentiment is that like, you just want to, you just want to work on something and then get it done. Like have a deadline. That's like, this is my deadline. And then, move on to the next thing. Um, and maybe your next cycle, maybe you realize you were too ambitious with what you can do and you have other things that are also priorities. Um, and maybe your next cycle could be like an extension of the first one. Maybe you just didn't set the scope right, you know? Right. It's not even saying that you can't finish the project because if you did get to that grid point, you're like, I still want to do the other stuff. Yeah. You roll it into a different project. It seems to me like it's a... Uh it's just forcing forcing you to finish something. Yeah. To baby step your way and you never get caught in that vortex of you could go 4 or 5 months without delivering anything. Right. Which doesn't really feel that good. Yeah. And it's hard to track your own performance. And then you also never get that cool little like dopamine endorphin rush of like because it's cool. You, you can go and click on the page and look at that, and you're like, oh, yeah, that makes me happy. Dude, yeah. I get to see that. I made something. <laughs> I was clicking on it like for a couple of days after. I was just like, ooh, I want to look at the page again so I can get a little bump. Yeah. <laughs> like, That's a powerful experience. Yeah. Carol and I made a couple videos yesterday of a shirt with Lucas and then steeped coffee with her. And yep. it's one of those things that whenever I finish making a video, it's just kind of like the rest of my day, like every other half hour, I'm just watching that video. Yeah. <laughs> Especially if it's a short one, like those are they're like 30 seconds. And I'm like, oh, let's watch it again. Yeah. Let's watch it again. They're always like, yeah, that's really cool. It's cool that you can like produce something like that so quickly and just like have it be like, boom, video done. The hardest part is getting people mm. to be a part of it. Because they're like, because people are working. Or? Okay. Yeah. It's 
really the struggle with those things is that it would be easy, but a lot less fun if I just made all of our videos. Like I have a pretty flexible schedule, so it could be me and all the videos, Yeah, but that's kind of whack. So to include as much of the staff as possible. So with like Lucas was there and it was, we, we knew we had to put the shirt up. And yeah. there's this magic box with stuff in it. <laughs> and there's basically a large shirt and an extra large shirt. <laughs> so find someone who fits the shirt. Lucas, he's downtown. He's on bar. So I just throw him the shirt. I'm like, hey, well, ask Nicole, like, can I borrow Lucas for, you know, five minutes? Right. She's like, for sure. It's chill right now. Give him the shirt. I'm like, I'll cover your bar while you, while you go change. Nice. So you're covered. Like, I'm covering the bar. Lucas goes to change. <laughs> Double check to make sure everything's good. It's like... But that even can't happen if it's like peak hours or busy time. So all these things have to be aligned. Right. Hmm. Which was actually a nice thing about having, because Carol was doing some marketing training yesterday. It was cool to have someone else along for that ride. It made my day that much more fun. Yeah. Because sometimes I almost feel like I'm bothering people. Yeah. When I'm, I'm just like, hey, can we do this thing real quick? <laughs> um, I but, don't know. But yeah, I feel like they, they get excited about it, though. Oh, um, for sure. They, they, love, they love participating in that stuff. The number one, the top comment on that video on Instagram right now is Lucas's mom. He's like, she's like, that's my boy. That's my boy. That's my boy. <laughs> Lucas is, is, he's bound to be famous. I think he's on his way. He's, he's meant to be famous. He's got charisma. Yeah. He's got it all. He's got the good, the good camera moves. Yeah. He's uh, got that smile <laughs> that the people love to see. That smile. You were saying that Basecamp kind of scripts almost like a major and a minor for a project cycle. Oh, yeah. You identify one big thing and one small thing. Right. How did that work out? Right. Totally. So that's the way they do. They structure things because I think they, so they, they, they're hork, they're, bleh, hello. They're horcruxing it. They're horcruxing it. <laughs> Their whole company works in six-week cycles. So, like, literally everybody. So that means that they have, like, different teams, each working on their own, like, projects. So, like, there's one team working on one big six-week cycle. There's another team working on another big six-week cycle. And then there's another team, a third team, that is collectively working on a number of small projects for that six weeks. Oh, uh, okay. So that's how they run it. Um, so that enables them to, like, tackle two big things and then, like, a bunch of small things all at the same time, um, which is pretty cool. For me, what I did was I had, like... Oh man, it was so weird. It was so hard to like structure all this stuff beforehand. And like, I didn't know where it was going structuring these projects, but I had like two big projects that were just, just for me, which is insane, first of all. And then within each of those projects, I had like two or three smaller projects um, that all culminated to making the, the end goal of that project happen. So, which. You basically learned that that was maybe too much. Way too much, I think, for me. I mean, the main problem is that, like, my job isn't just to do these these projects. Like, my job is also to, like, you know, make sure that everything is running smoothly in wholesale and, like, make sure Mark is supported with all the stuff that he's doing with wholesale and just, like, you know, but yeah. Yeah, it's a combination <laughs> of having, like, 50% is, like, a task-based job and then 50% is a incredibly dynamic like leadership position yeah in which it just ebbs and flows so much totally it's where it's hard to pin down things and i guess that's where like time management comes in and just being like realistic um and i one of the lessons i learned is it's better to like you know 
give yourself a little bit less than give yourself like way too much. Like, cause that, that has a tendency for me to be like, sort of like oppressive where I'm just like, Oh man, I've got like so much stuff to do. I can't even imagine getting it all done. Um, yeah. There's always more than what you, what you think you will have to do. Like you write it down on paper. You're like, oh, make a little website page. Like, how hard could it be? <laughs> how hard could it be? It's so easy. It's so chill. Oh, wait. <laughs> and then it's not. Yeah. Which is kind of the case of everything. So you just set a new goal. New cycle. And stripped it down a little bit more. It's stripped down. Yeah. I remember uh, last week. <laughs> uh, yeah. So the way we did it was Mark and I met and we uh, we just like said, we, we each came up with a list of like 10 things that we th- thought would be cool project cycles potentially. And then I like pared that down to like a list of five. And then I was like, okay, can we do all five of these? <laughs> the answer is no. At once. Yeah. And then I remember I was talking with you last like Friday or something. And you were just like, yeah, what if you just did one? And I was like, okay, yeah, that might be a good idea. <laughs> But what about two? No, one. 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 Do you think you're inclined to want to do more because it it feels like you're being lazy if you only do one or something? In a sense. I feel like it's just part of my, like, personality and, like, just just part of my whole DNA. Like, I would trace it back to, like, my dad, you know, like, taking, like, he was an orthodontist. And I, I think that he, like, you know, took on, like, double the amount of patients than he should have alone um and i feel like that just like that mindset just like genetically is passed on to me and like yeah i'm just like an ambitious person myself and i like to like really like challenge myself and like push myself on things so sometimes i get a little out of control with that but i I think that's like part of the growth process is just like learning how to like you know dialers dial yourself in because really you'll be more successful that way anyway that's real stuff dude do you do you like so far? Do you think you're going to stick with the six weeks? Yeah. Um, you know, yeah. Originally, I was thinking after the first one, I was like, maybe I should change it to four weeks because like, or three weeks because six weeks is kind of a long time. Um, but I, but for this one, I decided to stick with six weeks again because the scope of what I came up with is pretty big. It's like pretty big. And I I really, I do think it's doable. If I'm being realistic, I do think it's doable, but it's, it's big. So, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I think that's great. Cause I, when I looked at those things on the paper, the one that you chose looked like the most important. Yeah. And then once you showed me like the breakout sheet of that individual thing, there's like six or seven nano projects. Yeah. That make that up. Totally. Or ideas that you have to make that dream come true or whatever. Yep. Yeah, there's like six or seven of them, and a couple of them are like bigger than others. Like some of them are like you know pretty pretty chill, and like yeah, you could do it in a few days. But yeah, so six weeks I think is good this time. Six week project cycle. Yeah, there you have it, everyone. You can get on a six week project cycle. Yep, and <laughs> just for you. Change your life. It's actually yeah. I gotta say, even if it's not the six week project cycle, just having like some sort of system that you use to like organize how you get shit done and like yeah it's been like life-changing for me like it's taken my stress level down and increased my productivity at the same time because now i'm actually like 
producing things that are like real and tangible and like, wow, I did that. It's done. Sweet. Versus just being like, oh, I'm kind of working on like six things at once. I don't know. I'm kind of floating around. No clarity. Man. I That's don't know a bad feeling. That. Yeah. It doesn't make you feel accomplished. Yeah. It makes you feel busy. Right. Not necessarily super productive. I'm curious how this kind of a thing could be applied to like other departments of this company or like even like other businesses, but just like thinking about like, what about in the cafe? Like, is there like a project cycle for the cafe? I feel in the cafe, you would use a project cycle to focus on a skill or something. And depending on what might be lacking in your cafe to where cafe is a crazy place. It's like there's all kinds of shit going on at the same time. Let's say you have a cafe and you want to improve your uh, number of drinks served per hour or mm. drinks per minute by like 10 or 20 percent. It's like we're gonna we're gonna take this six weeks and focus on speed of service. With the, let's say we do X amount of drinks per hour. Like our end goal after this six week project cycle is to do this amount of drinks per hour. Yeah, and to do that you break it down into those small projects again to where it's like some of the things have to do with like efficiency that starts at the register. Like how do you take the order and making sure the order is accurate. And then some of it's going to have to do with bar flow. Like how do you dial in your bar flow so that you have no wasted motion, super efficient and, right. you know, bar backing. And maybe you have to rearrange some of the way that you're like, you know, your cups or your milks or whatever are stored. Yeah. And you could do that with kind of, with anything that you wanted to focus on you could like roll it out like week one i'm getting like everybody in on this like one goal and right. then like week two like you're sort of like yeah man you, you kind of layer it or whatever it's cool or if it was like oh I, we're gonna have a i don't know what it means to have a cleaner cafe or mm. but paying more attention to the mess that builds up in the cafe and the right. first the first level of that is Maybe doubling the amount of like walkthroughs you do outside to make sure that you got all the trash picked up, or yeah, I don't know. It's with focus. It's cool. It's a really good question because it almost sometimes in the cafe it can seem like you don't have that flexibility because your workload is so scripted. Yeah. But I think at the end of the day, it functions just like anything else where there's room for improvement. Like, can you improve the customer experience? Can you improve the quality? Cool. Yep. Identify one thing you want to make better and just look at it for a little bit right yeah I, I like i like that versus like i i imagine being like the supervisor or manager of a cafe as being just like you just have this endless list of like priorities that is just like constantly being added to and like just things you got to do all the time but i feel like that would be challenging because you would sort of feel like you, you're just like churning in this like machine and like you just have this like endless list of things to do versus like pushing something forward and being like, okay, here's an initiative for the next six weeks as a company. We'll focus on this and like, you know, make it better. But and the cool thing is once you do those things in the cafe, like after the six week cycle or whatever cycle, they kind of just become common practice. Yeah. Like Jared, Kristen and Tanner were working on getting the iPad set up in the back with base camp on it. And there's, you know, a separate base camp for each cafe. And every time, before you come in and clock into work, you go check Basecamp, you see whatever updates there are for the day, yeah. you watch a video, if there's a video and something new rolls out, and that was a process to get it to there. It's something that improves the cafe experience, and now it's just normal. Yeah, It's not <laughs> even extra, it's just like, oh yeah, check Basecamp, right. clock in and go. That's cool. 
Interesting. So they're already doing it. I think they're already <laughs> doing it. They might just not even know it. Yeah. You know, <laughs> I think the key is just identifying a solid goal and not being lost in the list of shit that you have to do. Right. Like, don't let that keep you from doing what you need to do. Totally. Man. Don't be overwhelmed. You got to get your priorities. You got to get your priorities straight. Shit. You heard it from Alex Mars. <laughs> get your priorities in line and you'll be rewarded with health, wealth, and uh, whatever else. And some positive vibes. Some hey, positive uh, vibes. Natalie. Who's here? And Addison. Oh, they're oh, in the car. They're wow. not stopping. Hey, goodbye. They're gone. They're gone. That was awkward. They're out of here. <laughs> We're right by the door. Hey, we've been talking for a half an hour. <laughs> really? Yeah. That's wild. That's 30 minutes of podcast right there. <laughs> oh, my God. I don't even know. I don't even know what else we need to say. <laughs> no. What, what what are what are you working on? Are you? Uh, oh man. Where's your brain at? <laughs> Jeez. Well, the the main thing that I'm working on, I got my little book right here. Is Carol is a new addition, not to the company, but to the marketing department. Yeah. So she's the marketing assistant. Hell yeah. At a healthy one days a week. Ooh. Hopefully moving to two days a week really really soon. Cha cha. Um, and just getting her prepped she's got a real interest in uh, kind of how people digest information it seems like she's when we were doing some social posts and like posting some new products on the website and writing some new copies she's like really in tune with how people digest those things yeah like how you have like the voice of the brand and saying those things so a lot of it is getting her on that on that same page and taking her on that journey right in addition to doing the hard skills such as learning how shopify works on the back end like how do you add variants how do you upload inventory so mckenzie gave her a quick once over a couple days ago and then yesterday we actually added the new shirts we actually added the steeped coffee she took those a to z we you know uploaded the video sweet so it took a yeah it's like a whole process and being able to channel those like creative vibes and those i don't know it's like that voice for someone else to be able to do it yeah i've been thinking a lot about that a lot of those things i've been writing down so as we spoke about before i've got this whole is like a whole list like three or four pages of you know how do you post on instagram yeah i like what do the photos look like? What do the photos feel like? Who do they feature? What are some do's? What are some don'ts? How do you write a caption? How do you do the tags? How do you do all these things yeah. so that it feels authentic? Which is weird because in my mind, I just don't really like that. Like mm -hmm. I don't like having to explain those things because my <laughs> knee-jerk reaction is even by writing this shit down, I'm like making it inauthentic. You only have five pieces of flair. Yeah. Uh, it's like, <laughs> we prefer 30. to like have people express themselves however they want. But uh, <laughs> Alex has 36 pieces of flair. That's right. 37. 37 <laughs> pieces of flair. 37. But that's not the case. The, the reality is, is that there's a lot of things that fall into that umbrella that I do that other people need to learn how to do. So it's really no different than learning how to pull espresso the way we want to make espresso. Totally. And it just doesn't happen naturally. It's like a skill that you can teach someone else so that they're producing like the cat and cloud version of epic coffee. Yeah. And it's a skill that we can teach someone else so they can produce the cat and cloud version of epic social media or epic website copy. Right. Epic photos, epic whatever. Yeah. Cause it's not about like, it's not about like you. It's not like real Chris Baca, like 
posting all the stuff. Like at the end of the day, it's like a cat and cloud identity right. that like we all sort of like contribute to and giving someone a, like a direction on like what that means. Even though I feel like a lot of people here would even, they would just understand it for the most part, just like, just by like absorbing and stuff. But I think, man, like I know for me, if I had something like that, it would just be like so much better and like less stressful than being like, okay, now I know what I have to say or what I can say and yeah. I can say it however I want, but yeah. It, it, and it's all, it's almost like freedom in that structure too. It's pretty sweet. Cause I think maybe a tendency for a lot of people, if you gave someone access to something like the web and you're like, here, put these products up, just write whatever you want yeah. for the product copy. What I've seen is most people's natural inclination is to make it try to feel really professional mm really polished because they feel that that's a big responsibility and everyone's going to look at it. And even though it's well-intentioned, that's not really our voice. Yeah. Which for us, if we feel like it sounds like a marketing agency wrote it, <laughs> we're not doing the job right. Yeah. You know, we're not communicating what we want to communicate. It's for us, it's about sharing that personality, being witty, telling some story when it's appropriate. And right. like realizing that even though the flavor is the same, the difference between copy on like an Instagram post and copy on the website is completely different. Yeah. It's just a whole different thing, even though it's coming from the same person. Totally. Because just like real human beings, like human beings aren't one dimensional. You know, you like express different parts of your personalities at different times and different things are appropriate for appropriate for certain situations. Yeah. And the internet is a reflection of that. There's a garbage truck behind us oh. or something. What you oh. doing? Maybe it's coffee delivery. Oh, they're you delivering guys hear that, those beeps out there? Produce maybe? Doing those beeps. <laughs> so a big part of what I'm doing is trying to synthesize yeah. all of that information. I got a lot done. And then through training with Carol yesterday, I was like, oh, I have so much more to do. <laughs> like I thought I, I thought I was doing really good. I thought I was going to do good. <laughs> and I think I did, but I was just like, oh, shit, there's so many layers to this. Yeah. Man, that's cool, though. It's got to feel good to get all that stuff out of your head and onto paper and just start communicating it to other people. And I feel like it's like a snowball effect. Like, once once you get it going, it'll just, you know, it'll just happen and it'll be awesome. It's very freeing. You know, I, it is. It's I can't be responsive enough with all of the social to yeah. like really cover the company's needs. So we need to involve other people. Yeah. Samantha's gonna help on some of that too, specifically with Instagram, because when we first opened or when we first started, it was just like, we have the one cafe, there's just only so many things that are going on. Right. But now it's two cafes, plus like your department, <laughs> like the partner program has its own needs for social media. True. Both cafes have their own needs for media. Now there's, more events than ever right. with like Natalie and Sarah doing like all kinds of stuff in the all event space, pop -ups, yeah. which has been amazing, like pop-up markets and it's like things that we always thought would be fun to do, yeah. but we just don't have the physical capacity. There's needs for those. There's needs for first yeah. Friday. So in order to provide flexibility and still maintain our personality, yeah. got to train people. That is crazy. Yeah. It's awesome. It's pretty <laughs> sick. Whoa. <laughs> internets shoot yeah and i don't have a project cycle defined necessarily yeah i have just a few a few things on the docket so converting all of those ideas for web and social into just 
documents, not pretty or anything. Documents, that's phase one. Yep. And that's working in tandem with some of the stuff that we're working on. So I'm editing that video of Aaron yeah. and Companion for the Wholesale Partner Program video edition. That's going to be sick. Which soon you'll find on our website. Yep. I just chopped half of it, and there's still like 12 minutes of talking. Whoa! Yeah, that's cool. It was almost like a like podcast length thing. It's it crazy. almost was. Yeah, <laughs> she would be a really good on the podcast. I think. Yeah, maybe we should do that. We should probably do a podcast with her, Aaron. If you're listening, we're coming for you, Aaron. We're gonna podcast. We're gonna podcast your face off. <laughs> it's gonna be great. Companion Bake Shop, great baked goods. Opening another store. Yeah. In the Aptos area. True. You freaking can't beat the bread, dude. Sourdough for life. <laughs> can't beat that bread. You can't beat that bread. Sourdough pastries? You can knead it, though. <laughs> Sourdough for song. I need it every day. Chuck, what do you got in that box? Little kids' uh, chicken and rice. Chicken and rice bowl. Kids, chicken and rice. For a child. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, it is kids. Chuck just, hey, that's a great size. <laughs> I think good. I think Chuck just showed up with his little tiny kid size portion of chicken and rice, but I think that's like a normal portion anywhere in the world but the United <laughs> States. That's like, it's like what a regular, that's like what a European person eats yeah, right there. That actually looks healthy. Yeah. Versus looks like you're not going to be bloated. What we normally do. Yeah. Which is eat everything, <laughs> eat everything and together. Yep. I feel good about this podcast. Yeah. Do you guys feel good out there? I feel good. Do you feel good? Can you hear me? Can you hear? Are you fussed? Can you hear us? <laughs> Quick merch corner. Shout out to Maddie Matheson. Yep. Are you fucked? That's his line right oh, there. Oh, man. Go watch him make poutine on, on the video. Maddie Matheson. Not our video. He's a hero. His video. We got to get him in here. We got to get him on here. If Maddie, knows if him. you somehow, if anybody knows Maddie Matheson, I will do things to get him on the podcast <laughs> and hang out with him, make a video with him. That'd be awesome. If you want the next best thing to Maddie Matheson, you can go on our website. We got new t-shirts up there. Yep. They're really awesome. I drew them myself, so I'm tooting my own horn there. Sick. There's steeped coffee if you want to get some coffee to go. We got regular and decaf. Oh. Friend zone is there oh. too. If you're going camping, if you're living the hashtag van life movement. Yeah. Oh, you got a van? Oh, you live in the bohemian lifestyle? <laughs> oh, you're just going to travel? Oh, you put your hair up in that little knot on top of your head? Yeah, <laughs> go get some steeped coffee. It's totally for you. Last time I traveled, I, uh, I brought a few bags of steeped uh, with me of the answer. And um, there's a Starbucks in the airport, of course. But um, I just went up and I was like, yo, can I just get some hot water? Hot water, baby. Here, Just pour some hot water over this thing. It was great. It was better than what I would have drank otherwise. And so. then when you're done, you can cut the bag open and eat the grounds. Yep. If I'm all need, about that. If you need extra... Fertilize your garden. Extra fertilize your garden. <laughs> well, this was the Cat and Cloud Podcast. Alex and Chris are signing off. Okay, bye. Bye. The Cat and Cloud Coffee Podcast is brought to you by Wilbur Curtis. They make coffee brewers. Ever heard of them? If you haven't, you should. They're an awesome family-owned company. They're here in California. They power their facility with solar power, which I hear that's like a new hot thing that progressive people do. The best thing about Curtis, in my humble opinion, is the turnaround time on the Brewers. They have a 24-hour turnaround. It's phenomenal. If you've ever ordered a Brewer for a wholesale client from someone else and waited and waited and waited for it to come in, you know how frustrating that is. So being able to get the Brewer next day like that is absolutely amazing. Shout out to you, Wilbur Curtis. Their customer service is phenomenal, and they just 
care. They care about you. They care about me. And I care about them. And that's why Cat Called Podcast is brought to you by Wilbur Curtis. Wilbur Curtis.